And then we do it, like sometimes like the staff will do it to their boss. Like, oh, they're like a mom to me. That's sick. Until they're not. That's sick. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. If you are still using a front desk in your salon, it may be time to future-proof your business with Aura Salonware. Aura allows you and your team to check clients out from any device. That means there's no need for a front desk or front desk overhead. What's even more amazing is that clients can check themselves out using the Aura app from their own device. With Aura Salonware, you can finally let technology streamline your business. Start removing your front desk today by tapping the link in our bio to receive a free iPad when you switch to Aura. Or visit aurasalonware.com DTH for more details. Do you remember when we worked in Brooklyn? It was like one of the first um, first salons we worked at. And she had the vibe as a leader of <laughs> I'm best like, friends. Well, you know we're family. You know what's funny is you said that and I was you like, know which, I didn't know who which we were one. talking about. <laughs> I didn't know which salon <laughs> you're talking about. But yes, the now v- I do. Very first, the OG. Yes. yes. Where we shared a chair, but we were both like building. Yes. So like, it was like. It was. Um, <laughs> it was. <laughs> That's it. You said enough. It was triggering. Yeah. Especially if you have um, parental trauma, which I feel like Listen, most I, millennials do. Let me start here. Okay. I We both have very different uh, family situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have. I was raised by a narcissistic mother um, to the point where if she heard me say that on this show, she would celebrate the fact that I even mentioned (laughs) that I have a mother. So she, if anyone else has a narcissistic parent or maybe you don't know, but I can can tell you the symptoms of having one, um, they don't have any personality of their own. So they latch on to other people Mm -hmm. and they take, they usually latch onto a child or a spouse and they will actually mimic and repeat the things that you do. So like, if I got a dog, my mom would get a dog. Mm-hmm. Or if I started dating someone, my mom would start dating someone new. If I moved my mom, like at, at, she would just kind of mimic what another person did that she thought was successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you never felt like anything was yours. Yeah. Like you couldn't, if it was your birthday, it was her birthday. <laughs> so like you couldn't, Celebrate it was be- her son's birthday. It was her son's birthday. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't my birthday. So like you, everything in your life was kind of, the energy was just sucked out of it. Mm-hmm. And they also have scripts. So when they're mad, they say the same thing. When they're happy, they say the same. Like there's, because no. there's no, tr- there's no real personality yeah. or experience going on. So like I could, it got to the point where I could actually, when she got mad, I was like, I could mouth bef- what she would say before she would say <gasps> it. Because it was, Always the same. Now thing. imagine that person that you just described owning Be- a business and being in charge of multiple people. Being your boss. Yeah. And then you, as the stylist, also have your own trauma. Right. And then they're preaching this we're family. Yeah. It, no. Come play with us. That's what it, That's feels, what it like. feels like. It also feels like, um, you know, and like with a, narciss- a narcissistic, ugh, narcissistic parent. Mm-hmm. Um, your family when things are good, but then when you're when things are not good, you're worst enemy. Oh yeah. So I remember working not only for that salon, but mm-hmm. many other salons where um the owner 
had really extreme narcissist, narcissistic, I can't say narcissistic. It's okay, we. Narcissistic tendencies. Just the nar-nar. The nar-nar. And I want to be clear, narcissistic tendencies are not the same as someone who has a lot of ego. I think yeah. people think narcissism is like they're True. full of themselves. Mm-hmm. Narcissism is actually like they don't actually have an identity. Yeah. And so they are like a child. They don't, they're mimicking everyone. Yeah. So like when we're saying like someone's like, oh, like we're just a family in a salon, like a leader is saying that. Sometimes it's true. I would say a majority of his ego, but then there's sometimes it's like. I, yeah, and you the know, narcissism it's, comes in and whew, ride yeah, that wave. I when I've I've just worked with so many people where your family when things are good and when things are bad, you're garbage, which is what it's like growing up with a narcissistic yeah. parent. And so then you're like you you're just constantly kind of triggered by that environment. And that is a natural salon environment. Yeah. Unfortunately. I think we do it too because like you know, obviously we're you, it's like, imagine that person and you're just like, hey, you know, um, you know, Bethany. And they're like, no, honey, call me mom. <laughs> call me mom. And, and it's supposed to be sweet. Especially I grew up in the South. I don't so like, a, I don't like to be called boss. I like to be called mom. I just want to be your, just call me, I'm mama. I'm mama. Bird. You know what I have to say to people that don't want to be called boss? Don't own a goddamn business. Don't be a boss. <laughs> and don't be, you Can you be imagine being on a plane in the pilot going like, don't. I don't like, don't call me the pilot. Yeah. Call, call me, me dad. John. <laughs> call me dad. Like, I don't want my fucking dad flying no, the plane. That's my point is that when you, and then we do it, like sometimes like the staff will do it to their boss. Like, oh, they're like a mom to me. That's Until sick they're me. not. That's sick. Until they're not. And that's why we have to leave these, this verbiage outside of the business. You can care about someone. You can have a mentor. You can have someone that like feels parent-like in yeah. the sense of guidance but they're not your parent. Yes. And, you and they're have, not responsible for you. But when we start to switch it and we start, to, they're like a mom to me. Mm, no, they need to be your boss. Yeah. Because the minute you switch it to your mom, you're going to relate it to your mother. It's or your also father, unfair. I've had, Or whoever raised you. I mean, sometimes our team calls us mom and dad. And yeah. I'm like, oh. We're like, stop it. Stop. First of all, I'm not your dad. Yeah. Okay. If you want to call me anything, it's daddy. <laughs> but it's not dad. I do not want to be called dad. I do not want to be responsible for your life. I do not want to be someone who, I'm not your. I'm not the person that you need to like mirror and grow up to become. You're not in trouble every time you're you talk to me. You're not in trouble when I call you. Yeah. Stop putting me in that position. I fucking hate it. Well, that's what I said. I think, honestly, yes, I do see, think there's egotistical, narcissistic uh, leaders out there that will be like, call me mommy, call me daddy. But then there's freaking the stylist do it. And we all have trauma. We've all, even if you didn't have a bad childhood, there's something triggering about some moment in your life as a child with your parents that you will never forget. And it shows I hate the up. Word trauma. It's like, I know. We've ruined it. And then yeah, <laughs> we just talk about it too much. Everyone's traumatized. Like, get, we're all, we know. Up, okay. But that's my point. Like, let's not make it, don't make it weird. Like, yeah. Like, when you work for someone, I know that we usually make fun of the hair, the salon owner, but the hairdressers out there are like looking for moms and dads. They are. Because they're looking for support. Yeah. Like I said, mentorship, guidance. This is my second family. No. They want to be held your, accountable. It's, it's where you work. But it's actually really harmful to their own self-growth by putting that responsibility on someone else's versus owning that responsibility, owning that they're going to to guide themselves. It's yeah. one thing to have someone to like bounce ideas off of. Like that's why... Co- having a coach is so great because they're there to help you 
go through your own thought process with the situation, but you are still making the final decision. Exactly. I, I, especially in coaching, we, we did another episode about this with, you know, how to choose a coach mm-hmm. to replace your husband. <laughs> but I think when you go into coaching or you get a new job or you have a mentor or you have a boss, that if you start to see tendencies of family-like behavior, it can it can be, forget about your trauma or the harmfulness, the dynamic it creates is it gets messy. The boundaries get weird. And if you're like me, people like you don't want me to you don't want me to treat you like I treat my mom. Yeah. I don't we're well, not very nice to each other. Also in families, <laughs> it's very rare that a family fully is transparent, emotionally intelligent, like everyone can communicate to each other. Most of the time things get swept on the rug. So when you have that kind of family mentality in in your salon, in your workplace, you then become this Things I'm mad at you, but I'm not going to tell you because we're just going to sweep it under the rug to keep the peace. Yeah, you start to do family like yeah, and, and it behaviors. starts to get, re- and then it, I mean, that's naturally the dirt's going to pile up and it's going to fucking explode. And when that happens, that's when shit goes real bad, and everyone's to blame, and you're fucking pissed, and you're just like, I'm out of here. And then well, you're that's like, why what when, happened? How did that lead up to that? When hairdressers leave salons, and saloners get so worked up about it. It's because, and you could, by the way, you can say, you can not use the family terms mm-hmm. and, and still, still be have that energy. And, and I know that no one's going to want to hear this, but even our students who know not to use this type of vocabulary, they still have the mentality that we're family because when someone leaves, it feels like an abandonment mm-hmm. and it feels like they've been taken advantage of. When someone leaves, you should be celebrating it. You should be happy. Even if it was bad, you should be like, yeah, they were an employee. It didn't work out. They went yeah. somewhere else. It, it's not emotional. It's it not an emotional. We make it so emotional. The salon industry is like... It's like, it's a good thing. If someone's like, I want to make a career move and I think I'm going to go open my own suite or I'm going to open my own salon. I taught them everything they knew, like a parent. Yeah. It's like, well, first of all, I, you were, I made them. Oh, that's a narcissistic parent. I made them. I gave you them have everything. everything. Yeah. I sacrificed my entire life for you. Mm-hmm. That's that's that. I paid energy. for education. You should do all those things. Yeah, I also want to, It's like when parents are like, I paid for this. and I paid. It's like, yeah. bitch, you had me. It's your job to pay for that shit. Yeah. I gave birth to you. It, yeah. Yeah. And how did we get there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How'd we get in that situation? Hi, Carrie. Why are we here? <laughs> and I think that like all these situations in salons are all the all the emotional nonsense mm-hmm. is from family bullshit. Family like bullshit. You know, I'm sure I can hear people listening, hopefully new people, and they are like, Well, I love my pe- I love them. I love Oof. I love our team. I I love our coaches, but we're not friends. At the bottom line, we're working for a collective reason where, you know, there's there's respect. It's, I think that is more important than there's respect, there's, friendship, and lo- like there's respect for each other. Their own, their in their careers, in what they're going through. There's empathy. There's care. There's you know, like it. it I think that transcends beyond family. I would much rather be respected than loved. <laughs> Is that weird? I think love comes for me. Love comes with the like, love. So the love that people try to give is yeah. not the one I'm looking for. Got it. You the smothering Oof. love. It's it's um. I had that. Mu- I'm gonna <sighs> love you so you like me. I'm gonna lo- I'm gonna love you and you better fucking love me back. That's mm-hmm. if and you, if you don't and if you come at me with that, I don't love you anymore. I'm gonna just which is lock you out. But I but I think 
if someone respects me, I feel a love. Yeah. And That's a, what I was saying. And it's to a say. really intense, like, feels good. It feels boundary-oriented. It feels right. Yeah. And it's just, that to me is like, it's still love. It's, but it's a, I think it's a higher form of, and I, I don't, I don't like love with other, obligation. I don't yeah. owe you shit. You're holding, I think you're holding each other accountable too. And I love that. Like, I love sometimes like, I love that I... You love love? I love love. I love love. Fucking love love. <laughs> I love that I can go to our team and be like, this is not okay. And I also love that they can be like, I don't like this. You know? And there's like, okay, like, let's talk about it. My favorite is when someone on our team doesn't like something and I go, okay, we're still going to do it. Yeah. We're still, gonna, like, okay. we're still doing this. Yeah. It's not, it's not personal. It's not personal. Yeah. And I think trying to curate. That's, and that happens in salons. The salon owner will be like, I want to, I want to charge for time in the salon. And the salon, the stylist will be like, I don't like that and throw a fit. And then the salon owner will not do it. And the bottom line is both parties are right. You are allowed as a business owner to implement anything that you want mm-hmm. in your business. And you have the right as a stylist to leave. And yeah. I think I think that's what people forget. And it's, it does suck sometimes when someone makes a change in a business that you do really enjoy being in. And then now you're not, you're not on that same page anymore. But that's also called growth. It's also called grow the fuck up and get over it. It's, it's also called grow the fuck up. It's called I'm growing. I'm doing me. Yeah. When pe- <laughs> and you doing you. When... I, when salon owners will say, why do I have to keep telling adults to clean up after themselves? I know. Why do I have to keep telling adults to do A, B, and C? I'm like, because you're treating them like children. Yeah. And they're going to act like it. And we they're going to act like children. always will revert to that. We're all just children. We, seriously. With big, with big Have you ever talked bodies. to a 90-year-old? They're like, I don't even, didn't even know my what dad, was that. When I my still, dad turned 60, I asked. It shocks you. I asked, when he turned 60, I said, do you, do you feel 60? He goes, no, I feel like 25. Yeah. But your body feels. Yeah, he's like I. Get, I'm slower, and my I get tired more. But like he's your like brain stays there. I don't feel sixty, which is why as I get older and more like I'm maturing out of my, you know, like you know, I'm in my thirties. But like as I started to grow up out of my childlike state, you put so much weight on your parents of like maturity, and and you forget that they're now that we're their age, you're like yeah. Okay, things make like, a oh, little bit just, of sense. You're just adult but, children too. Exactly. So I think too, when you when you really look at them and you're like, oh, I get it now. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Everything starts to click that like, I feel like the older I get and the older my mom gets, I'm like, are you a teenager? Like, yeah. what is happening? What are these decisions that are being made? And I want to say, I hope I don't do that to my kid, but you know, I'm sure that I will absolutely. You will fuck them. For sure. But going back to the salon, it's we all revert to, we all try to get out of this family thing, Mm -hmm. but we've all had this experience. And so we go to our next salon or we open a salon and we do the same shit. Yeah. And we all want community. So it's, it's, it naturally, you're going to want to fall into this. uh, You have to fight it. It's going to be harder to not have this. I hate the term safe space. Yeah. And I really don't care if people hate that I hate that. Because it's never safe. Because it's never safe. And it's also... Like, Informative. I'll do is I'll, I'll do what I can to make it as safe as possible. But also, if you don't feel safe, I, yeah. it's on you, boo. But I... The whole safe space situation, I think people confuse that with we have to love each other. Yeah. I think it's the opposite. Yeah. I think the safest space is mutual respect. Respect. And no, we don't go out for drinks every five minutes. And no, we don't... That's hang. when it makes it unsafe right That's there. That's unsafe. 
Because you're not coming from the same backgrounds. Like, ugh. We should do a whole episode on that. What? That topic in general. Safe spaces? Yeah. That's coming up. (laughs) Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Oh, you're not picking up on my body language that I don't want to do it. And they just stare at you. What about this stare? (laughs) What about me? Tells you I want to hang out with you. What about me glossing over says, yes, I'll do that. (laughs) 